It's good, in the, it's good to worship in the parking lot. It's good to worship at home. It's good to worship inside. And uh, we're just grateful that you've come out uh, on this hot and humid day to, uh, to be with us. And, and just so you don't think, I, I, I want to make sure I'll, I'll be in the sun for a few minutes just so it doesn't look like I'm just hiding in the shade the whole time for you. Is everybody doing well? Good, 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 good. Well, um, we're grateful that you're here with us. Thank you so much, Stacy, for, for putting that activity together for us. That's awesome. Uh, we want to have as many interactive things with the kids uh, as we have. And so we figured, well, why not just let everybody get involved with that? So uh, thanks, guys. I see some really cool stuff and spots up front and all the way through. Kids, you guys can keep working on your beautiful artwork throughout this uh, this whole short message, I promise. Only only 86 minutes and you guys will be home. I don't know. We don't even want to joke about that today, do we? Well, uh, listen, we're grateful that you're here. Uh, as I said, our lead pastors, uh, Scott and Claire, are getting to rejuvenate by the lake, which what is better than that? So we're grateful for them. Uh, we know that they've been working pretty much seven days a week uh, since this all began, so it's good for them to be able to get a little breather. So we're, we're thankful for them today. Well, you know, before, uh, before we went into communion, uh, I went into a little bit about Jesus' interaction with the Samaritan woman at the well. And, you know, this, this story tells us an amazing narrative about three distinct groups. Um, the first that we talked about already and that is those who are in the outgroup, like the Samaritan woman. Those of us that have felt like whether because of what, what uh, we've experienced or because of the color of our skin or because of our resources, we just have always felt left out or we've had to deal with illness or we've dealt with relationships that have been painful. We have felt like we are on the outside. And that's that first group that we talked about at the beginning. But it also speaks to those of us who are in the in-group or have a certain level of power, a certain level of prestige, a certain level of whatever. And and it also thirdly speaks to those of us who desire to walk in reconciliation, in the fullness of Christ, in full transformation with Jesus. Um, You know, when I was growing up in the town that I grew up in, it was, you know, it was pretty typical. We were kind of middle, middle class. Uh, we, you know, we, we weren't rich, but, we, you know, we had enough. Um, we didn't have monster houses, but we had good, nice houses. But what we did have an abundance were two things. The first thing was uh, an amazing public school system, uh, a public school system that every day I think about my English teacher, Mrs. Ryder, who taught me how to not only write a paper, but really organize my thoughts. And so just an amazing school district. And the second thing was an amazing recreation and parks, de- parks department that we got to experience, especially on a summer day like this. Um, you know, we would basically, from the time we woke up till we went to bed, we would go hang out at the parks, uh, whether it was to play baseball. And our baseball teams were all completely paid for by, uh, by a local appliance store, which was an amazing blessing. Uh, or we spent our time in a pool, which was, you know, we could go there for $5 for the whole summer. It was amazing. It was an amazing blessing that, that uh, as a kid, it, some of the greatest moments of my life were because of the parks department. And we also had this campground 
that we would go to and we would have a, um, what we called mass in the grass at the time because we were Catholic. And so they had a Catholic service right there in the park. It was, so it was an amazing way to grow up. And so even though I may have had difficulties. All of us have family of origin challenges. All of us have different challenges that we grow up with one way or another. But in that time and place, to be able to have those parks and those pools were amazing. And there were over a dozen of those in our town. It was really incredible. So I could go, be on swim team, mess around, whatever. But unfortunately, underneath that amazing blessing there was a dark undertone. There was a dark historical overtone to these parks because these parks were established by a mayor who wanted the absolute best for the citizens of the town but wanted to keep others on the outside. And every few years, I remember, there was either lawsuits or there was a vote in town to determine should people from other cities be allowed to use our parks. There were, and sometimes there were lawsuits from people on the outside and sometimes people on the inside. And as a kid, I had no idea what this was all about. I had no idea about a former mayor's racism. I had no idea about a former mayor's way to establish something for us and not for others. But I remember thinking, why, do other, why would other people want to use our parks? We pay for them, right? This is a place where my friends hang out. But if we really understand it, this is the way that biases start in our hearts and in our minds. This is the way that we begin to other other people. And this is a subtle way of leaving others out that I'm sure that's still something that I'm working through even as an almost 49-year-old man on Thursday. Not that I want you to know about my birthday or anything. Presents from Ryan. Here we go. But I, so I recognize that even though I didn't have any part of it as a kid, it began to, to place something in my mind about who belongs and who doesn't belong. And so when we think about these ways that biases creep in subtly, it doesn't mean that we are making a decision to leave people out ahead of time but it's something that gets placed in us slowly and sometimes in really evil ways. It starts with wanting to keep something for ourselves because we want to keep things a certain way. Or we believe the lie of scarcity that there isn't enough for us when there is. Did any of the people of Jesus' time truly remember the reasons why they didn't like the Samaritans? Or had they just become accustomed to keeping them out of the best places? Even Jesus' disciples who had spent hour after hour, day after day with Jesus, were surprised that Jesus had been talking to a woman. They were surprised that Jesus had been talking to a Samaritan woman. What could he possibly gain from talking to her? But Jesus wanted to let her know that she is invited. She is welcome. And each of us need to know that we are welcome and there is room for us all. And we should not be keeping anyone on the outside. And so we see that this story is directed at two groups. First, those who have felt marginalized and left out. And really much of the Bible is written to those people 
as a reminder that God is with them. And second, it is written to those of a certain level of power, those of us that are in the in-group. And most importantly, thirdly, it's written to every person to tell us that Christ is inviting each and every one of us to drink of the living water. It's a water that we drink, and after we drink, we will not thirst. We will experience within us a spring of living water welling up to eternal life. And in the end part of that scripture, it says, the Samaritan woman says, our ancestors worshiped on this mountain, but you say this, that we must worship in Jerusalem. But Jesus said to her, woman, believe me, the hour is coming when you will worship the Father neither on this mountain nor in Jerusalem. You will worship what you do not know We worship what we do know. But the hour is coming and it's now here when true worshipers will worship the Father in spirit and in truth. The Father seeks those to worship him. God is spirit. And those who worship, worship in spirit and truth. Spirit and truth calls us all to redemption, to reconciliation, to healing, to know that God is spirit and truth, to know that we are each a part of the kingdom, the kingdom of God that is here now and the kingdom of God that is not yet. To those of us who are allowing the transforming work of Christ to happen in our lives, we should have our eyes open to those who are left out and marginalized, open to the biases that are in our own lives, and that need change and growth. And third and most important is that we all join with Christ in the work of healing, the work of justice, the work of restoration. It's up to us to partner with God to bring love and renewal to the world. Let me say that one more time. It is up to us to partner with God to bring love and renewal to the world. And so as Ron begins to play, can we stand? Let's pray together. God, we are grateful to be together in a place like this today. And God, we know that you are calling us to renewal. You're calling us to healing and to restoration You're calling us to see the places where we have biases. You're calling us to see those biases and to to want to bring change into our lives and into our communities. God, you're calling each and every one of us to welcome those that we maybe have not welcomed before. God, help us to see each and every person, regardless of where they have grown up, regardless of their skin color, regardless of the money in their pocket, to see each and every person as loved, to see each and every person as called by you into the kingdom of God. And God, that you're calling each and every one of us to welcome those who have been left out, who have been hurt, who have been marginalized, who have been told they're not enough. And you're calling us to say you are enough. We partner with Christ to say, Each and every one of us are enough in the love of God. And God, we thank you.
So we invite our friend Matt Blossom back there. Not only is he on the sound booth, that he has a microphone, and he's going to read and sing and pray a blessing over everyone. So if you're not too hot and you don't mind, let's all stand together as Matt uh, prays for us before we go. So now go to your neighbors, go to your communities, and serve in the strength, love, and presence of the Lord Jesus Christ. Amen. Have a great day. Amen. I'm gonna sing. Oh, I'm gonna.